You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. Matt Hayes, Brandon Beam. Well, my guy Beam is back in the building on Wednesday, October 10th. He took a day off. Yep, had to take a day, Maddie. In the, uh, look, what were you doing yesterday? I was playing I, golf. Okay, I told the people yesterday you were playing golf. I just wanted to confirm that now. Played a little 36-hole action yesterday. It was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, it was a great day. Uh, it was hot out. You know, we're in these last couple of days of October with 80-degree weather. It was beautiful. I was wearing shorts and, uh, Man. you know, a golf shirt and yep. everything. It was absolutely fantastic. Pulled needed up. it. Needed to recharge the batteries just a little bit out there uh Hitting the little white ball around a uh, a pasture, so it was a uh, it was a great time. Batteries are recharged, yeah. Maddie, and I'm ready to go. Look, man, it's good to see you back in the building. Thanks to Jonah Booker from Bucknuts for hopping on yesterday with me. We held it down while you were gone. Go check that out. Obviously, go check him out at Twitter at jbook37. Go follow Beam at Brandon Beam nine seven one. If you want to follow me, I've been quiet on social media. I don't know why. I haven't haven't tweeted. Just laying low in the weeds. Yeah, kind Just of. Ducked off. There's been nothing for me to really for me to tweet about. Like I don't the Homer think. Simpson gif where he's going back in the trees. Yeah, That's where exactly. you're at right now. That's Just where back I'm there at. chilling. I'm just kind of in a social media. I don't know, a social media slump right now. Just laying off, like LeBron right now, just taking, what is it, zero dark 23, whatever he does during the playoffs right now, that's where you're at? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm just hanging out, waiting for, uh, I'll probably tweet a lot during the Ohio State game, I would imagine, this weekend. I was going to say, when the Bears get back in action, you'll be be taking care of that. Did you see the Bears this week, what they're doing? Rocking the orange unis? Oh, I'm in. I saw them last year, right? Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. No, I like those. They wear them once or twice a year, and they're playing the Dolphins. Uh, this weekend down in Miami, and they're wearing the orange uniforms. And I don't know how I feel about them. Speaking I think you. I think it's so perfect. I think the navy blue and the white pants or the white tops and the navy blue is so perfect. I'm fine with it one time a year. Are you trying year. to get off my lawn me right now? No, it's fine. I just think the Bears have one of the most iconic uniforms in they sports. Do. I'm and you good don't with need to once a year. It. Once a year. Once a year, I'm fine. I'm good with it, but you, yeah. you're right. You guys do have an iconic jersey, iconic helmet, all of that stuff. Um, the Dolphins coming into town. Keep your eye on what Jerome Baker, Raquan McMillan, former Jerome Buckers, Baker, is hey, playing well. He's playing really well. Raquan McMillan well. playing great. Coming down off there the too. ACL, so yep. it's probably going to give him some t- take him some time to get back to his normal self. But those are some Buckeyes definitely to keep your eye on in that game. Jerome Baker and excuse me, Raquan McMillan. All right, let's get into this year's Buckeye team because I know a lot of you um, are still very concerned about this defense. Well, they did have some media availability, the coaches and some of the players yesterday. We'll start with Taver Johnson, uh, the cornerback coach for Ohio State, who they brought in this offseason. Here he, is, he used to coach at Ohio State a while ago, so now he's back um, at the home base. But I know this has been a concerning unit for a lot of you. Here's Taver Johnson on his cornerbacks playing man coverage. That's who we are. That's what we all sign up for. Uh, and we'll, we'll have some situations where, you know, we will play some zone. You know, we will play some bail. But, uh, but yes, that's, that's who we are. Our guys understand that, and they know that, that we, we have to get it done. Bean, this has been a consistent message from the head man, Urban yep. Meyer, and now the cornerback coach, Taver Johnson, telling you that we're not going to change much of what we're doing uh, in the secondary. So I know I'm concerned about this just because it has been a very big issue when you're talking about guys on the outside giving up big plays. I'm not as concerned being about the corners as I am the safeties right now. 
but you got to lump them all into the same group because they've had a bit of an up and down season all year long. But there you go. From the cornerback coach, you're not going to see much difference in the coverages. I suggested last week, and I think you agreed with me being mm-hmm. that I think zone would fit this team much better because that's just who you are right now. Um, look, they know much more about football over there than I do. But from what I've been seeing and going back and watching some of these games throughout the week, being the man coverage thing is a big issue, but if they're going to roll with it, they're going to trust their guys. There's nothing we can do about it. We just got to hope that the big play stops sometime soon. I'm with you that the cornerbacks, I think, have played a lot better than the safeties had. But listen, you know, it's it's a team sport. Uh, you have one unit that's weak, and then all of a sudden, you know, everything else around it can kind of crumble. And listen, this is overreaction maybe a little bit, uh, but we're six weeks into the season. Uh, but you heard Tabor Johnson right there call it the bail defense, and that's what it is. Like, all right, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we have to bail out of our man coverage and everything like that. So it's going to be interesting to see Ohio State moving forward, what they can do, how they're going to dial up these schemes. Uh, you know that Ohio State is so headstrong about their guys being more elite athletes than anyone else on the field yep. um, and we've we've likened it to really just like banging your head against a brick wall yes. that's what they're doing uh, and for the most part Ohio State is the better athletic team for you know 95% of the teams that they go up against uh, but yeah I'm with you Maddie I would like to see it if, even if it is just helping that safety position out if it's all if that's all you need to do and there's a third and eight or something like that that's, you that's know what you're I was going to bring up yeah, you were just, reading my mind there I was thinking being like even in you know for sure passing down sure Change it up then, because yeah. when you know they have no option, like third and eight, it's a perfect down and distance that you laid out. Beeman, that's exactly what I was just thinking while you were talking, because I think that can just help them so much more. Why Why give up big plays on passing downs when you don't have to, when you can right. keep things in front of you? Now, if we get to a point where you do play zone and the tackling becomes an issue and all that stuff, then we'll deal with that when we get there. But Beam, I thought that's an absolute fantastic point that you brought up right there. The down and distance thing, I think, should have an impact on how they call this defense. Absolutely, it should. And I just... You know, it's all about helping your team out. And if you realize that there is one weak spot, and I think that we are all seeing that that the weakest spot on this Ohio State defense is that safety opposite of uh, Jordan, Jordan Fuller. Yeah. That's that's the the weak spot. So if you can take that defense and you say, listen. Instead of you floating back there and having a man to cover yep. or, you know, you bite on a play fake or something like that, we are going to free you up and you're going to have this 20-yard radius. Sure. You need to count on your other guys yes. to cover their radiuses, everything like that. But just keep the play in front of you. And yep. I think that's the big thing with Ohio State is that you get into this man coverage where maybe there's a bump and run, a cornerback has to come up and cover the flats, and then you leave your sa- your, you leave your safeties, uh, the, the total back end of your secondary on yes. an island – and I just don't think that Ohio State is ready for that. No. I know it's worked in years past yeah. with Kerry Combs, everyone back there uh, running that defense. But this year, Maddie, we're halfway through the college football season. I know it. And we're still talking about this as a point for the Ohio State defense. Even if it is just on passing downs, yeah. it's something I think Ohio State needs to look no at. No doubt. Here's Taver Johnson on the DBs. Um, he wants them to learn a new technique. Here he is on maybe turning their heads around when the ball is about to arrive. That's part of the progression that we're talking about. And our guys understand that, hey, that's that's the end all. We're right there at times. You know, we just mentioned that yeah. we're there, we're there. We just have to get around, get more, get in position, and then I get our head around, and that's, that's going to help us. Now, Beam, I know this has always been a kind of a bit of a controversial thing 
in Buckeye land when it comes to these cornerbacks yeah. and how they've been defending the past the last couple of years. Now, we know Kerry Combs taught kind of read the eyes, mm-hmm. swipe for the ball when it gets there at impact. For me, that always made me a bit uncomfortable because if a guy gets it in his chest and corrals that thing, it's his, right? I'd rather my cornerbacks, when they read the eyes and the eyes get bigger, turn which around. is a lot of cornerbacks are taught, turn your head around and find the ball. So Jeffrey Okuda, I can't remember the game, a couple weeks ago at home, he turned around and had a pick in that game. Yeah. And that's exactly the technique that I've always been taught in football, and that's always a technique I thought is easy easier for cornerbacks, but Kerry Combs is now in the NFL coaching one of the best defenses in the league right. with the Tennessee Titans, so he knows what he's doing. I just think maybe for college guys, maybe that can be a little bit too much to ask when you're talking about having to read the eyes and that split second beam, try to swipe the ball out. I'd rather my guys find know your receivers there, keep an arm on him, but f- turn around and find the ball. That, to me, I think would help these guys out even more than trying to take a risky play and read the eyes and swipe it out. You saw it against Indiana, too. When when that happens, Maddie. Uh, when you're taught to, you know, keep your eyes locked on, uh, locked on the receiver's eyes, and you're taught not to turn around. How many times did you see in the Indiana game where it looked like it was going to be pass interference? You saw a bunch of pass exactly. interference yep. penalties too, because we always illustrate this. And I think Herbie does a great job when he calls the national games uh, on ABC or ESPN or whatever he's doing. He says it all the time. If you don't get your head around and you are blanketing a receiver, and if there's any sort of hand fighting going on, chest bumps, anything where you're... Hey! Little Carpenter and Rothman. Actually, noon to three, find him on the fan. Yeah, that's right. But anyways, (laughs) um, if that happens, you are so susceptible to referees calling pass interference, even if there's not a ton of coverage. If that ref sees you and you're not turned around looking for that ball in the air, you're going to be susceptible to pass interference penalties. And this is what Ohio State has been dealing with this entire year. No question. No question about it. And I think the expectation that a lot of Buckeye fans have. And look, you can't blame them being for having an expectation from what they've seen from the players that have come through here the last couple of years, especially at the cornerback position. I mean, look at these guys and what they're doing on Sundays. I mean, Denzel Ward right now is the defensive rookie of the year sure. in the NFL. I mean, you lose that guy, you're going to take a step back. Yes, Kendall Sheffield is talented. He will play on Sundays. I think David Arnett's going to have a chance to play on Sundays too. And then... You're talking about Okuda, who's a year away from that. But I think when we get to this point next year, he will be no doubt the number one corner that's going to have to go check uh, the Rondell Moores, the Tyler Johnsons of the world um, next year. So it's not a big deal when you don't have lockdown corners, first-round guys, but you have to find a way as a coaching staff to figure out the weaknesses of your guys that aren't on the same pedestal as those other guys. Here's Tavor Johnson talking about those cornerbacks, and not all those guys can be on the same level as Conley and Roby and guys we've seen in the past first round draft picks are <laughs> those guys are rare you know and we've had uh, our share of them we've been very very fortunate that way without a doubt uh, but I'm, I'm definitely pleased with our group and I wouldn't take these guys over anyone else because I know what we're capable of I know they're going to get better uh, as hard as they work and everything they do I, I, I have the utmost confidence that uh, you know we may not be Denzel-ish because again a guy like that and Marshawn I mean those guys Malcolm Jenkins, those guys come around every so often, but uh, these guys can get it done. That's what I'm saying. Rare breeds that that have come right. through Ohio State in the last couple of years. So you got to keep that in check, too, mentally, knowing that Marshawn Lattimore last year, defensive rookie of the NFL, he was just stepping in the league and blanketing number one receivers 
like Hall of Fame receivers that are right. going to end up in the Hall of Fame. I mean, that's how good those guys were being in their one year here or two years here, that's whatever what saying, it was man. at Ohio Anytime State. Anytime you lose that, it's a like huge you, you lose a Marshawn Lattimore, you lose Denzel Ward. Malik are, Hooker, yes. yes. Who are looking to be, you know, just those two guys you mentioned, defensive rookies of the year. Yes. Back-to-back back years. Back-to-back. Both defensive backs playing at Ohio State. And so when you lose that, yes, obviously there is going to be a point in time because we've talked about it every year. Yep. Uh, when Ohio State loses a guy like this in the secondary, we talk about it every single year. It's like, well, can they reload? What can they do? And, you know, this year I think they've taken a step backwards. It's not saying that they're the worst pass defense in the country, but when you play here at Ohio State and you wear the scarlet and gray and you have those Buckeye leaves on your helmets and you're a part of that silver bullet defense, the expectations are out of this world. Yes. And every single thing that you do, you give up a big pass play, you're going to be criticized for it. That's the world you live in. When you signed up and you committed to Ohio State, you have to understand, I need to play at an elite level every single day. I go out there, and then if it doesn't happen, you're leaving yourself up to criticism. And especially being when you're playing on a team to where the other side of the ball is maybe the most elite offensive unit in the country. Right. They're not going to get criticized a lot. Now, I know we've got the running game issue. Some people have a problem with that right now. But, Beam, the focus is always going to be on the defense right now until they get this thing fixed. They're going to be in hot water until we get to a game that really matters with competition and they step up and make big plays. Before we take a quick break here, come back and play some Ryan Day for you. I want to let you know about our folks from Vivid Seats. Look, the Lakers season is about to start. i got to find a way to watch LeBron. When he comes East Coast, Beam, you know i got to make that happen. Mm-hmm. So, with Vivid Seats, you can tend the concert show or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice to make things even better. Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders, $200 or more to save even more money. Stick with us through the rest of the pod and Beam will hit you with the promo code from our folks from Vivid Seats. We'll take a quick break here, come back and play some Ryan Day for you. You are Locked On Buckeyes, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. So I think the big thing moving forward with Haskins is we know the talent is there, Beam. Uh, There's no question about the guys around him, what they've been able to do in the wide receiver position. That group, to me, has been really good all year long. I know they've had some issues with some jobs, but for the most part, those guys have been lights out. But now we know how this works, right? When coaches and really good defensive coordinators, or you're talking about Michigan State coming up, or you're talking about Harbaugh, and those defenses are really, really good, um, they're going to have a lot of film on Dwayne Haskins now. Sure. And so how is he going to be able to react to that? Here is Ryan Day on opponents having that film that can maybe test um, Haskins moving forward. Going into the season, there really wasn't much out there on him. And so now that these guys, you know, there's a lot of great coaches out there and professionals out there that are going to go to work on him and try to find his tendencies and the things he does well and the things that – or maybe uh, things he needs to improve on. So uh, we're constantly on top of that, uh, recognizing you know that we have to be able to adjust in-game based on what a defense is showing us. What can he do when he becomes uncomfortable? Right? What is right. he going to do consistently when we see some of the stuff that happened at Penn State where they bring the blitz right up the middle, right in his face, and get him off his spot? I mean, those are the stuff you want to see from a younger quarterback. Can he mature throughout the season where he gets different looks from different opponents? Because we both know it's coming. Yeah, and I think he has. I think you go back and you look at the Indiana defense – uh, this past weekend, it was a similar defense that they faced in TCU. A uh, little less explosive, little uh, less speed on that side of the ball for Indiana. I thought they had a good game plan uh, in place. But listen, the thing that I think I've been the most impressed with about uh, the Ohio State offense and really Dwayne Haskins in particular is the way that they make these second-half adjustments. Sure. You see, go back to the TCU game. That was a, a game where it was sloppy in the first half. 
They make the adjustments. They get the running backs going in the second half. Boom, that game's dusted. Uh, you go to the, the Penn State game. There's nothing, nothing going in the first half. You look at that and you say, this offense, what is going on? Is Penn State a legit defense? Yep. What the hell's happening here? Uh, you look at that. They come out in the second half. They start dialing up these screen plays to avoid blitzing uh, and have huge gash plays. And then you go back to Indiana. It's the same thing. It's like, yeah, you know, you looked okay in the first half. You didn't look fantastic you thought this was going to be a uh, down to the wire game against Indiana I think that's the biggest thing is that if you come out with a game plan and it's strong I think it's amazing the fact that uh, you can go into the locker room you can go into halftime and you can have these offensive coaches uh, you can have Kevin Wilson you can have Ryan Day Urban Meyer all talking about what they need to do in the second half and for the most part Maddie adjustments on both sides of the ball yep. uh, have been imperative for Ohio State starting off 6-0 and on the year, and I think that's been the, the best part about it. And that's why it's so valuable to have an elite coaching staff the way Urban right. Meyer's built this yep. thing because if you have younger coaches or coaches that haven't impressed well throughout their you know coaching career or whatever it may be, Beam, you don't make those adjustments. No. You come out in the second half, your team looks the exact same. We have seen that over the last couple years from both Kevin Wilson and Greg Schiano. so that's why those guys are so valuable to have under an Urban Meyer. I mean, this coaching staff is absolutely Loaded. We always talk about the players, and rightfully sure. so. But when you look at these coaching staffs, this coaching staff, I'm sorry, it is absolutely a rock star coaching staff, especially when you talk about the young and up-and-coming guys. Like Alex Grinch was a very coveted sure. guy this offseason. Ryan Day, we know all about that. So this coaching staff right now is an elite coaching staff. So Ohio State fans should feel good about that. Here's Ryan Day talking about the poise of his young quarterback. His makeup is that, that he's pretty steady. You know, he's not too high, he's not too low, which I think is a good makeup. You know, he comes from, from a great family that has still a lot of great values in him that way. And then also it's part of, you know, it's part of a coaching is making sure that, you know, he's on top of his game and that he's not, let, you know, getting himself too far ahead in this thing. It's something you got to absolutely have from your quarterback because everybody in that huddle, when things get, you know, really hot and sticky, they got to be able to look him in the eye and know everything's okay. Now, look, he went through the Penn State fire already. Will he ever see an atmosphere like that in college Probably football? Probably not. Probably not. So coming out of of that you got to feel really good about that and to know that the coach Ryan Day speaks that highly of a young guy that hasn't played a ton of college football games being the fact that the poise is on a nice level that is so big especially look if I'm a Paris Campbell Johnny Dixon Terry McLaurin a veteran guy and I go from JT Barrett to Dwayne Haskins and I see something different because we know JT Barrett was the ultimate captain the ultimate leader and he had that poise right Right. so if I'm an older guy and I came into this season or I got through a handful of games and I saw Dwayne Haskins flinching when things got tight haven't been tight a lot this year but when those moments they did get tight he hasn't flinched much that would make me feel good as a veteran on this team so no I think that's a valuable thing you can't teach a lot of players let alone quarterbacks no you can't and you can't teach the attitude that he's adopted listen we we hear all the time from players that saying listen he's, he's as cool as a cucumber uh this is a guy who really has no pulse in the football field he goes out there he does what he needs to do but that flip can switch in an instant you saw it against Penn State Maddie you saw that the look in his eye Man. on the game-winning drive where he's looking on the sideline and it looked like a lion chasing down his yeah, prey Simba, like you, that's yeah, him. you knew it was going to be the time and I can't tell you how much that speaks uh where everything if everything's going right, he's going to be very even keeled. If things are going wrong, he's going to be even keeled. But he can fire fire guys up. And I think a lot of guys Love talked it. about it after the Penn State game, yep. too, how it was awesome because they've never seen that side right. of Dwayne Haskins before. So that lets you know that he's the ultimate competitor, that he can really get into situations. He can get out of situations. Yep. And I think it's absolutely fantastic uh, what Dwayne Haskins has done uh, through six weeks out of the college football season. Maddie, let me tell you about our guys at Vivid Seats. You go to the App Store or go to Google Play and download 
download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code Locked On for twenty dollars off orders of two hundred dollars or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a one hundred percent buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has all of it. Download the app. Enter promo code Locked On for twenty dollars off orders of two hundred dollars as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make sure you go to Vivid Seats and check our guys out. This is Locked On Buckeyes. Your team every day. All right, before we get out of here today, I want to spend a couple minutes on the Big Ten beam because you look at now the new AP poll. I've got one, two, three, four, four teams in the top 25 yep. right now. And look, coming into this season, a lot of people were touting the Big Ten as possibly the best uh, conference in college football. That has obviously changed. And I think that's flipped back to, to the SEC and what they've been able to do because the Eastern Conference, uh, the Eastern side of that conference is now caught up a little bit to the West. Right. When you look at some of those teams and how they've been playing this year. But the, the conference as a whole right now, to me, has been very disappointing this year. When you talk about some of those teams that you thought could make some more noise, like Northwestern with Clayton Thorson back, they've been bit up and down. I know they had a nice little win uh, the past weekend. They should have be- beat Michigan two weekends ago. Sure. They let that one go. But being the conference as a whole, to me, has not been really impressive. You obviously have the top heavy teams from the East, um, but outside of that, I mean, that Western side, man, of the Big Ten has just been really, really disappointing. Now, I wasn't expecting a ton from Nebraska. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting more than what I've seen. You're talking about, I think, nine games in a row they've lost going back to last year. Matty, they have the second longest losing streak in college football Okay, there it is. Yeah, I mean, there it is. UTEP is the first. That's a problem. Second longest in college football. You can't explain that. Look, Scott Frost, I understand you're rebooting your entire program coming from UCF, and those guys went undefeated. That was all fun and good. But you come into a historical program like Nebraska, it's just not acceptable. you're the chosen one, yeah. It's not acceptable. You have to find a way to win one game this year. Look, I got to understand you got a true freshman quarterback. He's been banged up a little bit. But, man, that to me has been the biggest deal on the western side of the bracket has just been how disappointing Nebraska's been. I just think that when you look at the west side of the Big Ten and you go through all of this, like you know that the east side is loaded. You know that it's going to be Sparty. It's going to be Michigan. It's going to be Penn State. It's going to be Ohio State. Those are the four big dogs, and that's what you're going to get. That is going to be the favorite to win the Big Ten Mm -hmm. every single year, year in, year out. And then you get Wisconsin, a team who came in with national championship aspirations. Listen, they can still do it. They need to win out uh, after having that huge loss against BYU at home, which was shocking. Uh, They take care of business last weekend against Nebraska. Uh, But you look at Iowa, then you're like, all right, well, what is Iowa? A team coached by Kirk Ferentz. You know that the limit on Iowa on their best year, Maddie, is going to be 11 and 1, 10 and 2. On their best best year. That's a peak year. At the best year. And then you go through all those other teams in the Big Ten West and you look at, all right, Northwestern, okay. You know what kind of their peak is because of the kids who they can recruit. They're tough out. It's it's yeah they're tough to play but not an elite level of talent. not an elite level place you look at Illinois and all right what Levy Smith has done there eh okay great beard though eh, great he's beard got right a great beard. great beard and then right you now. have Nebraska over there who's sitting there saying well we haven't won a single game in college football yet we got the second longest losing streak uh, in the nation and that's shocking to me yeah, I, I mean I know is. that you know we kind of uh, went through before we started this and you know, I think I pegged Nebraska as like the seventh or eighth best team in the Big Ten sure. or seventh to eighth worst however you want to look right, at right. it but the fact that they have not won a single game yet this year 
is Man. unfathomable to me. A program like that who is so dominant, just so, so dominant. Oh my goodness. I'm sure Scott Frost is going to get that thing rolling at right. some point. Right. But the fact you haven't won a single college football game yet is stirring. Yeah, it is not a good look at all for the Cornhuskers. And you mentioned Wisconsin. They got a big one this week. It's a big game yeah. this week. 7.30 ABC. You get uh, the Badgers going to number 12 Michigan. That's going to be a battle of You're strengths. You're going to know. I think we're going to find out what both teams are. No doubt. And I think what we're definitely going to find out is which unit is stronger. Are you talking about this offensive line combination with Jonathan Taylor or this great run defense that we've seen from Michigan all year long? That's going to be the big test for me and also Shea Patterson. I mean, look, Wisconsin's got some guys nicked up. I know they're starting safety. Uh, Nelson, he's out. Sure. He's going to be out for the first half. So can Michigan take advantage of that? That's going to be big. But you're just talking about the Western side. They got at Michigan, home against Illinois, at Northwestern, home against Rutgers, a big one at Penn State, at Purdue, and then they finish year home against Minnesota. So you nailed it. That BYU game, our guy Squally Williams was running all sure. over him in that game. That could be a big, big issue for them moving forward if they take an L this week to Michigan. But on the Western side of things, man, it has just been absolute crapshoot. And I think Wisconsin still is going to find a way to be that top dog in Indy, uh, the representative on the Western side of the bracket here in a couple months. Yeah, I do too. It's just the ebbs and flows of college football. You look at it, the SEC has gone through it multiple times where um, you know the West is so strong when you look at LSU and Alabama right. and Auburn. You look at that side and you're like, well, the East kind of sucks with Florida. But now Georgia's starting to kind of rise up there Kentucky's uh, doing yeah, their Kentucky's thing. doing their thing which I think is good to see you know big blue nation out there supporting uh Benny Snell who I absolutely love yeah, I think yeah. he is an animal right uh but yeah it's just you go through ebbs and flows but it seems like Maddie when you have four programs in the east like a Michigan Ohio State Penn State Michigan State mm -hmm. you know that every single year that you go in not only are you competing against each other on the football field you're competing against each other for getting recruits in the same areas and, and all so, four of those teams recruit at a pretty high level exactly. Ohio State at an elite level and so it's almost like itself it cannibalizes itself from the west sure. because i mean you want to be real about it I think that being like a coach from Minnesota or being PJ Fleck up there at Minnesota, uh, being a coach at Iowa, being yeah. a coach at Wisconsin, like it has to be so tough. Oh, you know it is recruiting you because it if is. you're trying to get four and five star guys, well, guess what? Michigan State's going to be on them. Yep. Michigan, Penn State, Ohio, Ohio State, State, all these guys are going to be in. Yes. And when you look at it and you say, well, you know, yeah, I, uh, playing in the West would be fine if we get a good team, we can go to the Big Ten championship yeah. game. Yeah. But you're kind of capped no, before you, if you're being honest. I agree. And you talk about all those teams in the Big Ten East, and now we got to even throw Notre Dame back into this mix. And we'll talk a lot about the national stuff tomorrow. But you're talking about a lot of times schools like Northwestern, the teams you were just talking about being recruiting right here in the Midwest. Sure. And Notre Dame now, it's appealing. Let's face it. When they're winning, too, it's going to be even more appealing. They're a sleeping giant. Right. So, no, that's good stuff that you laid out that those guys are behind the eight ball. All right. That's a wrap for today. All we'll right. be back tomorrow. Um, we'll do some national stuff tomorrow. Maybe we'll have a guest for you guys. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. Before we get out of here, you know, we got to do a little shameless plug. Where can they find you on Twitter? They can find me at BrandonBeam971. Go there. I will tweet this weekend, I promise. <laughs> As will I, at Matty Ice. 971, we'll be back tomorrow on the 11th. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. Matt Hayes, Brandon Beam, Columbus, Ohio. See you.